from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, Hurricane Nicholas is now here in Texas, dumping a ton of rain on the Gulf Coast. Satanists here in Texas have formalized their challenge to the state's new abortion law. Another state says it plans to see, say, uh, see ya to internal combustion cars. This is Texas News Radio. KTSA AccuWeather. Overnight, partly cloudy and humid. Couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Low 67 in the hill country, 72 along the river walk. For Tuesday, humid with times of clouds and sun, high 88. Tuesday night, clear to partly cloudy, humid, low 67 in the hill country, 73 along the river walk. I'm Drew Shannon with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. This is Texas News Radio. Hurricane Nicholas saturating the Texas Gulf Coast. The danger is going to be from this rain, and it is already starting to come up uh, on the roads here. We've heard some reports of some communities, lower-lying communities, smaller communities, uh, off uh, to the west of Sargent, starting to get water over the roads. All of the homes, thankfully, down here uh, in this very close to the beach community, uh, up on stilts, so they're not in danger. That's correspondent Ted Oberg in Sargent, Texas. The Satanic Temple has filed a letter with the federal government arguing that Texas's new abortion law violates their religious freedom. St. Mary's Law Professor Bill Pyatt says they don't have a legal leg to stand on. The state of Texas will say we have an interest in preserving the life of the unborn and we are using the least restrictive means by limiting that to abortions after six weeks. He says even if the church wins, it will not overturn the whole Texas abortion law. It would only make it legal for their members. Last year, the Supreme Court refused to hear a case brought by the Satanists who wanted to overturn Missouri's abortion law. I'm Michael Kastner. The CDC director is hoping a COVID-19 vaccine for kids 12 and under will be available by the end of the year. Dr. Rochelle Walensky said while the CDC wants to move quickly, vaccine makers must first submit their data to the FDA for emergency use authorization. Walensky says she's anticipating that will happen in the fall. Voting in the California gubernatorial recall ends tonight. Last night, California Governor Gavin Newsom made a final argument with President Joe Biden on stage with him. Welcomed by an all-female mariachi band and a large crowd, Gavin Newsom and President Biden made one final push for voters to choose no to the recall. Trumpism has no place here, and Trumpism will be defeated all across the United States of America. Because we're better than that. Republican frontrunner Larry Elder has held substantially quieter events, but says California is ready for radical change. That's correspondent Alex Stone in Los Angeles. The man who took over for Osama bin Laden has resurfaced despite rumors of his death. Al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri appearing in a video released on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Zawahiri, who had not been heard from in years, discussed the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, but did not discuss the Taliban's return to power, suggesting the tape was recorded earlier this year. That's correspondent Andrew Dimbert. The reality TV show Cops is not over just yet. Fox Nation announced it's picking up the series over a year after it was dropped by Paramount Network. The decision to cancel it came amid protests about police brutality after the death of George Floyd. The 33rd season of the unscripted show, following real-life police officers, will be available to stream October 1st. The first four episodes of the new season will drop then, along with several from the previous season. Coming up after money news, former President Donald Trump is not done yet with last year's election. This is Texas News Radio. KTSA Money News. 
Dow closed up 262 points. S&P 500 was up 10. And the Nasdaq was down 10. House Democrats rolling out a sweeping proposal for tax hikes on big corporations and the wealthy to fund President Biden's $3.5 trillion rebuilding plan. It would return the tax rate to 39.6% on couples earning more than $400,000 a year, as well as a 3% tax on wealthier Americans making over $5 million a year. The proposal also lifting the corporate tax rate to 26.5% on incomes beyond $5 million. The new chairman of the National Transportation Safety Board wants to change the way governments and businesses look at highway safety to consider the system as a whole rather than individual driver behavior. Jennifer Holmendee says the approach worked in aviation where there were no U.S. fatalities last year. There were more than 38,000 road deaths nationwide in 2020. Andy Field, ABC News. KTSA AccuWeather. Partly cloudy and humid overnight. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Low 67 in the hill country, 72 along the Riverwalk. Times of clouds and sunshine for Tuesday. It'll be humid with a high of 88. Clear to partly cloudy and humid Tuesday night. Low 67 in the hill country, 73 along the Riverwalk. I'm Drew Shannon with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio. Private land that had been seized by the federal government to build a border wall is now being returned to owners. Laredo Congressman Harry Cuellar says that's the right move. I believe in private property rights and for the government to take their private property, I think it's the right thing to return the land. Now, during a hearing last week in the Southern District of Texas, the U.S. attorney working on border wall cases told the judge that they're looking at about 40 properties. Many owners are already aware and he says the court documents will soon be filed. North Korea ups its military uh, its missile game. North Korea successfully tested new long-range cruise missiles Saturday and Sunday, says its state news agency, more sophisticated than the ballistic rockets launched before. It's a significant step forward in terms of their capabilities, uh, but it's not something that could hit the U.S. Former State Department official, retired Marine pilot Colonel Steve Ganyard. This launch did not have Kim Jong-un in attendance, which sort of signifies that this is not something that they see as a, a strategic breakthrough. It's a missile that can't carry nukes, says Ganyard. That's correspondent Chuck Sievertson. Former President Donald Trump says he believes the 2020 election will be decertified. I do believe they're going to decertify this election. The former president went on to tell the Gateway Pundit that he believes the decertification will happen based on the massive amount of corruption that took place during the election. Coincidentally, this week, Google pulled the plug on ad dollars flowing to the Gateway Pundit, a right-wing leading source of false information about COVID, vaccine scenes in the 2020 presidential election. An analysis by the Center for Countering Digital Hate had previously estimated the Gateway Pundit had earned over a million dollars using Google's AdSense from November 2020 through last June. I'm Mike Bauer. When it comes to students and the sleep they get each night, a great deal depends on where they're at. A study from National Jewish Health in Denver speaks to the value of students being able to sleep in, comparing those who learn remotely versus those who attend class in person. You compared the in-person students with the online students who had a set start time. Even if they had the exact same start time, in-person students got less sleep. The study's lead author, Dr. Lisa Meltzer. When you go to school in person, you have to account for the amount of time it takes for transportation, the time it takes for getting ready in the morning, online students turn their laptop on and be at school. That's correspondent Stephen Kaufman reporting. New York is aiming to ban the sale of all gas-powered vehicles in that state. They hope to do it by 2035. A bill amending the state's environmental conservation law was
was passed by the state Senate and Assembly and was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul. Under the new law, 100% of in-state sales of new passenger cars and trucks will have zero emissions by that year. That means state agencies will work to develop affordable powering options for zero emissions vehicles in all communities, improve sustainable transportation, and support bicycle and pedestrian options. That's correspondent Matt Piper. This is Texas News Radio. It's not just the speed of the vehicle, it's the speed of the connection as well. This is Jeff Gilbert with the Car Chronicles. GM vehicles made since 2019 will get a boost in the speed of their 4G connections. Come 2024, GM begins moving to 5G. Our customers want to be protected and they want to be connected. GM Connected Services Director Tom DiMaria says that could mean new in-vehicle technology. Advances in, in being able to stream video. Uh, better situational awareness, and also some pretty exciting uh, opportunities to bring new types of media um, into the vehicle environment that really up until now haven't necessarily been been that pragmatic. Including games and ultra-high-definition video for rear-seat passengers. With the Car Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. Hey everyone, it's Jeff Gerstman from GiantBomb.com, and I'm here with the latest from the world of video games. The people over at PlayStation had some backtracking to do this week after announcing pre-order plans and a variety of different additions for Horizon Forbidden West. The game, which is scheduled to hit PlayStation 4 and 5 early next year, has been the subject of some delays. But the controversy stems from a planned $10 upgrade fee for players who buy a PlayStation 4 version of the game and later want to play the PlayStation 5 version. This flies in the face of earlier statements, which originally said upgrades like this would be free. The uproar led to a quick apology and a reversal of the current plan, meaning that Horizon upgrades will be free. But PlayStation head Jim Ryan also took this moment to draw a line in the sand. Future games that hit both platforms, like Gran Turismo 7 and the next God of War, will require players to pay to upgrade. And at a time when the PS5 is still very hard to find in stores, more and more players are going to be opting for that upgrade path. For more news and reviews from the world of video games, find me at GiantBomb.com. All news. All for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foldy. Coming up, Super Soaker Nicholas bumped up to hurricane status overnight, what that means for the Houston area. A first lawsuit against an abortion provider in Texas gets blocked in the courts. The Secretary of State on the hot seat in Congress over Afghanistan, and a tale of America Strong from one Midwestern high school. This is Texas News Radio. KTSA AccuWeather. Overnight, partly cloudy and humid, couple of showers and a thunderstorm, low 67 in the hill country, 72 along the river walk. For Tuesday, humid with times of clouds and sun, high 88. Tuesday night, clear to partly cloudy, humid, low 67 in the hill country, 73 along the river walk. I'm Drew Shannon with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. This is Texas News Radio. With 75 mile per hour winds, Hurricane Nicholas making its way inland overnight. Rain, 6 to 12 inches, a wide swath across southeastern Texas, all the way up into Louisiana, where we have flash flood watches in effect from Victoria, Texas, up through Houston into Lake Charles, Louisiana, and New Orleans as it slowly makes its way across eastern Texas and eventually into Louisiana as we head into Tuesday and Wednesday. That's meteorologist Melissa Griffin. A district judge in Austin has temporarily blocked one of the 
state's largest anti-abortion groups from suing Planned Parenthood under the state's new six-week abortion ban. Travis County District Judge Karen Crump has blocked Texas' right to life from suing Planned Parenthood over the state's new six-week abortion ban at least until April. TRL's Kimberlyn Schwartz says anyone not associated with her organization is still eligible to sue the abortion provider if they violate the ban. As long as Planned Parenthood continues to comply with the law, injunction or no injunction, Texas' right to life wouldn't be able to sue anyways. Planned Parenthood says they are in compliance and now their health care workers will have some protection from frivolous lawsuits. That's correspondent Chris Fox in Austin. Following a landmark decision to decriminalize abortion in Mexico, now that nation's Supreme Court is discussing if doctors and nurses and public health systems can refuse to perform them and sparking some controversy. Shouting yes to life, no to abortion, dozens from a pro-life youth group protested in front of Mexico's Supreme Court, which last week decriminalized abortion. Today, the court planned to discuss if doctors and nurses at public hospitals can refuse to perform an abortion based on their beliefs. Larger protests are taking place in more conservative cities, including Monterey. That's correspondent Adrian Bard in Mexico City. One of 13 service members killed during the Afghanistan airport attack is being remembered as a hero. David Espinoza was laid to rest yesterday in his hometown of Laredo. We can console ourselves with the fact that David died doing what he wanted to do and with the people that he wanted to do it with. That's Father Francisco Stadola with the Catholic Diocese in Laredo. Lance Corporal Espinoza died while helping evacuate at least 105,000 people from the airport in Kabul. Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered flags to be flown at half-staff. A college student in St. Louis removed hundreds of American flags from a 9-11 display, triggering some calls for his expulsion. The 2,977 flags had been set up in Mudfield by the Washington University College Republic Friday night. Fidel Akalani was seen putting them in trash bags Saturday morning. According to the university student newspaper, Akalani issued a statement saying he had written on the bags various statistics explaining the human cost of 9-11 in the past 20 years. He writes that those who died during 9-11 deserve better than to be used as a political tool by those who seek to excuse American imperialism and Islamophobia. The college Republicans have called for Akalani's expulsion. The university is insane if he will face disciplinary action. That's correspondent Brian Kelly coming up. Started holiday shopping yet? You're not alone. I'm Vicki Barker. This is Texas News Radio. Thank you. This morning, in every corner of the country, our strong, quiet heroes, our neighbors, first responders, our health care workers, our teachers. And these are the faces, the young students, who want you to know about their coach, Paul Logan, a towering figure at North Central High School in Indianapolis for more than 30 years. And when his students learned he had COVID, they did what Coach had done so many times for them. Those pep talks. Hello, Mr. Logan. Hi, Mr. Logan. Mr. Logan. So many students sending videos to his hospital room. Hi, Mr. Logan. We just wanted to thank you so much for everything you've done. We're all thankful for you always. Hoping their words would help save him. No one wanted us to succeed more than you did. We are praying for a speedy recovery as we know every single Panther is resilient. After 12 days in the hospital, Coach Logan did not survive. His wife, Kathy, on the students who never gave up on him. They were really hoping that the yes. power of their words yes. would keep him alive. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we had the nurses playing that for him over and over. And I thought it would work. 
I really did. Because he, there's nothing that he loves more than his student athletes, besides his kids, his own kids. His own children, making sure he knew he was loved. At the end of the day, we knew he knew we loved him and we knew he loved us. And just look at what his students did. Within hours of learning the news, the school parking lot full. In the rain, their headlights on. The message on this video, so much love. Then they would set a time. 7 p.m. high school football stadiums across Indiana. When the sun set, the clouds rolled in. Those lights came on. One stadium after another. All to honor Coach Logan. A lot of good has happened. Yes. In something so difficult. Yes. Because those stadium lights were just the beginning. They started the Paul Logan Foundation. Money for student athletes to pay for sports, uniforms. Paul Strong, America Strong. You see the impact he had and this foundation has had by just looking at your teammates. It means a lot to me that I know that my teammates who are financially unstable have financial support. $35,000 and counting, hoping to help more than 100 athletes every year. I'm sure it made him proud, though. No, definitely did. For Maya Elliott on the track team, now state champion in her events, the first time without Coach Logan. In some ways, you did it for him. Yes. These athletes still play for Coach. Can you still hear his voice? Yeah, all, all the time. I'll be like, oh, Paul's, Paul's watching you today. And all of this support, these gifts in Coach Logan's name. What do you think he'd make of what you've done now? <laughs> he, he would be so excited, but he would kind of laugh. And um, yeah, I know exactly what he would say. I can't say it on the air. So yeah. <laughs> they tell me he would never have wanted all of this attention, but they are determined to keep fighting in his name. KTSA AccuWeather. Partly cloudy and humid overnight. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Low 67 in the hill country, 72 along the river walk. Times of clouds and sunshine for Tuesday. It'll be humid with a high of 88. Clear to partly cloudy and humid Tuesday night. Low 67 in the hill country, 73 along the river walk. I'm Drew Shannon with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Secretary of State Antony Blinken faced questions for the first time publicly from members of Congress following the bloody U.S. exit from Afghanistan. Testifying remotely, Secretary of State Antony Blinken defended the U.S. exit from Afghanistan. There's no evidence that staying longer would have made the Afghan security forces or the Afghan government any more resilient or self-sustaining. Blinken says he expanded resources dedicated to processing visas for Afghan allies and called the evacuation of U.S. personnel there an extraordinary effort. But the committee's top Republican, Texas Congressman Michael McCall, says otherwise. This was an unmitigated disaster of epic proportions. That's correspondent Steve Dorsey in Washington. The widow of a Texas state trooper whose husband was gunned down by a repeat offender out on bond is cheering a new law that changes the rules for setting bail. Many people in the world see law enforcement not as people who are trying to help. 
but as the enemy. Casey Allen joined a group of state lawmakers who signed the Damon Allen Act into law yesterday and made sure that cash bonds are set for violent offenses. The Texas judges must also take a suspect's criminal past into consideration. The gunman who killed Trooper Allen had a history of violence against law enforcement and was out on bond for other crimes. Hurricane Ida evacuation that turned deadly has now led to legal action. Lawyers representing a hospice patient who was among more than 850 Louisiana nursing home patients evacuated to a warehouse during Hurricane Ida have sued nursing home owners and the Louisiana Department of Health. Seven patients died after being sent to the warehouse in Tangipahoa Parish, north of New Orleans. That's correspondent Jim Crisula. A recommendation to priests. As the Pope spoke to Catholic nuns and clergy inside St. Martin's Cathedral in the capital of Slovakia, he urged priests to try to avoid long, abstract and boring homilies. When applause broke out, he said it was led by nuns who were the main victims of long-winded priests. Francis is on the second of a four-day trip to Hungary and Slovakia. Earlier on Monday, he warned governments against, quote, succumbing to impatience and the lure of profit when planning economic recovery from COVID. That's correspondent Megan Williams in Rome. A new survey by CreditCards.com gives some clues about this year's holiday shopping. Labor Day was like last week, and you haven't started your holiday shopping? We found about a quarter of holiday shoppers are going to start before the end of September. About another quarter are going to start in October, so that means about half of holiday shoppers will have started before Halloween. And industry analyst Ted Rossman says they're right. Starting early is a good idea this year because of all the supply chain disruptions we've been hearing about and potential shipping delays. And when we do shop, roughly two out of three of us will do it online. That's correspondent Vicki Barker. Coming up... I'm Jeff Colvin of Fortune Magazine, and today on my business update, I'll tell you the real reason so many people are quitting their jobs right now. This is Texas News Radio. Here's the real reason so many people are quitting their jobs right now. I'm Jeff Colvin of Fortune Magazine with the Fortune Business Update. Recent research finds that two-thirds of U.S. workers are looking for a new job. Psychologists have long known that people tend to quit their jobs after experiencing a turnover shock, a life event that triggers self-reflection about one's job satisfaction. These shocks tend to be deeply personal, but over the past 18 months, everyone has experienced the same shock, the pandemic. Suddenly, millions of workers are reassessed their feelings about work. Whether they quit depends heavily on job availability, and right now the U.S. has a record number of job openings. Plus, more of those jobs than ever can be done remotely. Combine all those factors, and it's no wonder that workers are quitting at the highest rate ever measured. A big problem for employers, who must now work extra hard to give employees a reason to stay. I'm Jeff Colvin. For what it's worth, I'm Sherry Preston. The new warning to parents of children under the age of 12, do not get them a coronavirus shot yet. The FDA announcing it won't cut corners when it comes to evaluating the use of COVID vaccinations for children, cautioning parents not to seek out vaccinations ahead of FDA approval, saying in part, children are not small adults. ABC's Stephanie Ramos. This is the biggest school district in the country. New York City welcomes about a million kids back. ABC's Aaron Katursky. There was a bit of a hiccup when the city's health screening website crashed, so parents had to tell the teacher their kid was healthy or fill out a form before their students could go in for the first day of school. Across the country, one out of every four new COVID infections is among kids, and that has pediatricians like Virginia Dr. Brian Kornreich working overtime. It's never been this crazy, never been this busy. 
It's exhausting all of us. He says he's never seen anything like this in 22 years in practice. For what it's worth, Sherry Preston, ABC News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, a tropical deluge along the Texas Gulf Coast as Hurricane Nicholas comes ashore. A Bear County commissioner made a call to the DA about a pro boxer's running with the law. Are you an iPhone user? Well, an important security fix is coming out. Britney Spears is engaged. I'm CBS's Matt Piper. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. KTSA AccuWeather. Overnight, partly cloudy and humid. Couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Low 67 in the hill country, 72 along the river walk. For Tuesday, humid with times of clouds and sun, high 88. Tuesday night, clear to partly cloudy, humid. Low 67 in the hill country, 73 along the river walk. I'm Drew Shannon with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. This is Texas News Radio. Hurricane Nicholas is saturating the Texas Gulf Coast. All night we've been watching the, the radar loop, hoping that this storm would start to move inland, move inland, get out of here, uh, and stop punishing these people down here by the coast. Uh, but it has just not been the case. It is just relentless for hours and hours on end now. And hopefully uh, for people down here, it will let up. That's correspondent Ted Oberg in Matagorda County. Nearly three in five Americans agree with the federal coronavirus vaccine mandates. A recent morning consult Politico poll shows 58 percent support the new vaccine mandate for private businesses. Last week, President Biden announced companies with over 100 employees would be required to be vaccinated or tested weekly. The poll also found 56 percent agree federal workers and contractors should be vaccinated without being offered a testing option. Meantime, 62 percent support mandatory vaccinations for teachers and other school staff, while 60 percent think the same should be required for federal health care workers. I'm Lisa Taylor. The CEO of software company Salesforce says uh, that it will help relocate employees that are currently in Texas because of the new abortion law. The new co- news comes amid backlash over Texas' abortion bill, which took effect this month, effectively banning most abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected. It usually occurs at around six weeks of pregnancy. The bill does not make exceptions for cases of rape and incest. The Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against Texas over that law. Hours before a world champion boxer turned himself into San Antonio police last month, Bear County Commissioner Tommy Calvert tried calling the district attorney to discuss the matter. Good evening, Joe. I was just calling about the uh, Jamel Chalo issue. In the voicemail obtained by KSAT, Calvert said he had heard one side of the story behind the July 16th robbery that led to three felony warrants for 31-year-old Jamal Charlo. A little concerned about the potential public relations fallout. Charlo was in town to watch his twin brother, another world champion boxer, in a fight. He reportedly accused a waitress at a northwest side bar of stealing his credit card and forcibly took it, along with some cash, back from her. His lawyer, Kent Schaefer, has denied the claim since he turned himself in August 25th and told KSAT that he spoke with the commissioner before the boxer was formally charged. Calvert said Monday his intent was to find out the facts of the matter, but he eventually got them from police. Katie Barber, KTSA News. A sting operation against giant... Hornets from Japan. Asian giant hornets are buzzing again in the Pacific Northwest. Officials in Washington state say they've destroyed a second nest near the town of Blaine along the Canadian border, and they're getting ready to take down a third. The two-inch hornets were first discovered in Whatcom County in 2019. They have a painful sting, but it's not lethal to humans. The hornets do kill honeybees, 
that pollinate crops. That's correspondent Deborah Rodriguez. Coming up after entertainment news, a YouTuber goes missing after a road trip with her boyfriend. This is Texas News Radio. ABC Entertainment News. A lot of love for Drake's new album, Certified Lover Boy, which debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 album chart with the biggest sales plus streaming week in over a year since Taylor Swift dropped Folklore in August 2020. But the most amazing part of Drake's domination comes on the Hot 100 singles chart. Nine of this week's top 10 songs come from Drake's new album. That's never been done before, and he occupies all five of the top five slots, the first solo artist to ever do that, and only the second artist ever since the Beatles did it in 1964. The Sony Studio stage where Alex Trebek hosted Jeopardy for decades. It will now forever be known as the Alex Trebek stage. The show making that announcement ahead of Monday night's season premiere. Encouraging news from Jeff Bridges, the Big Lebowski actor announcing his cancer is in remission. He also reveals he battled COVID, which he says was worse than the cancer. And Grammy-winning singer Fiona Apple is 44 Monday. Jason Nathans in ABC News, Hollywood. From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio. New Brothels police have arrested a man for his role in a fatal hit and run on Interstate 35 over the weekend. Police have been looking for 29-year-old Bradley Knight since Saturday morning when a truck driver who was standing by his rig was struck by a car on the interstate near State Highway 46. Police were told that a silver Dodge Neon hit the truck driver and the back of the 18-wheeler after trying to avoid the man. The Neon had some damage to the rear passenger side. Police spotted the vehicle and arrested Knight without much incident. A federal regulatory agency may be looking at safety a whole new way. The new chairman of the National Transportation Safety Board wants to change the way governments and businesses look at highway safety. Jennifer Hermendi wants to consider the system as a whole rather than individual driver behavior. She says that approach worked in aviation where there were no U.S. fatalities last year. That said, there were far fewer flights last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. But there were more than 38,000 road deaths nationwide in 2020. That was the most since 2007. That's correspondent Daria Albinger. The search is on for a young Long Island, New York woman who's been missing for weeks after visiting a national park in Wyoming. 22-year-old Gabrielle Petito's mom, Nicole Schmidt, hasn't heard from her daughter since August 25th. The first couple of days, though I wasn't getting responses, I believed she was in a place with no service. Um... It took, you know, it was like day eight and nine that I really became concerned. At that point, Gabby was in Wyoming at Grand Teton National Park. The young woman began a cross-country adventure with her boyfriend in July, something the couple documented on YouTube. Uh, cops say at this time, Gabby's disappearance does not appear to be connected to her boyfriend, who has since returned home. If you're an Apple user, the company has released a critical software update to fix a security vulnerability. Apple has released a software patch that researchers said could allow hackers to directly infect iPhones and other Apple devices without any user action. It's the first time a so-called zero-click exploit has been caught and analyzed, according to researchers at the University of Toronto's Citizen Lab. Citizen Lab researchers say the vulnerability was used to plant spyware on a Saudi activist's iPhone, and they alerted Apple on September 7th. Users should get alerts prompting them to update, or they can do so from their device's settings menu. That's correspondent Mark Remillard. 
The first crew of non-professional astronauts is at the Kennedy Space Center waiting for tomorrow's launch of its flight called Inspiration 4. I'm Peter King at the Kennedy Space Center. The Falcon 9 rocket is ready to go, and I'm sure that the Inspiration 4 astronauts would go today if they could. But the weather looks better for tomorrow than today, which is why they're launching then. They have a fairly light day ahead probably spending time with family members, going over flight plans, and they'll have a news conference a little bit later on this afternoon. Very unusual for a flight crew to do that the day before the flight, but they don't have a lot of flying to do. They'll just be passengers for the most part. Coming up, one state is turning to the National Guard to get kids to school. This is Texas News Radio. KTSA AccuWeather. Partly cloudy and humid overnight. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Low 67 in the hill country, 72 along the river walk. Times of clouds and sunshine for Tuesday. It'll be humid with a high of 88. Clear to partly cloudy and humid Tuesday night. Low 67 in the hill country, 73 along the river walk. I'm Drew Shannon with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio. As the nation marked the 20th anniversary of 9-11 this weekend, President Joe Biden made good on his pledge to declassify some documents on the terror attacks. According to the heavily redacted documents, a Saudi diplomat living in Los Angeles assisted two of the hijackers. The report says the diplomat described the men as two very significant people to an associate more than one year before the attacks. And the documents show another Saudi government employee spent the night at a hotel with another man connected to one of bin Laden's top lieutenants. That's correspondent Andrew Dimbert. The Council on American Islamic Relations says a message left outside an Austin mosque should be investigated as a hate crime. The Austin chapter of CARE says worshippers found a sign in a bloody pig's head mask. At the Islamic Center in school early Saturday morning, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, the sign said Muslims are as unclean to God as a pig is to them and called on them to be washed clean of their idolatry by the blood of Jesus Christ. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is deploying the National Guard for an unusual task to drive kids to school. Back to school is off to a slow start in multiple states grappling with a severe and in some cases desperate shortage of school bus drivers. The driver shortage is creating some real issues. Governor Charlie Baker is having the Massachusetts National Guard step in to step on the gas, tying the shortage to the pandemic. The goal here is to try to make sure if we have vehicles, we put people in them who are qualified to drive them and, and do what we can to make sure kids can get to school. The governor said about 250 National Guard personnel qualify for the job and are currently being vetted. That's correspondent Lilia Luciano. Airline bookings have been dropping but could rebound in the next few months. Bank of America says its review of credit card data finds that domestic bookings were down about 30% last week compared to the same period in 2019, back to the early August level before the Delta surge deflated air travel demand. B of A says in the note that while airlines still expect a strong holiday period, driven by the leisure demand seen over the summer, the consensus is growing among management teams that the corporate recovery is likely pushed back to 2022 from this fall, given the return to office delays by major companies. That's correspondent Jason Brooks. It's been a big summer for Britney Spears. Now she's getting married. Britney Spears is engaged. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. Posting that short video to Instagram next to now fiancé Sam Ashgari. 
on her finger a four-carat diamond ring. The two first met on one of her music videos in 2016. Earlier this summer, Spears, who's 39, praised Ashgari, who's 27, for sticking by her side as she went through her conservatorship battle with her dad. Just last week, her dad filed to end that conservatorship that's controlled the singer's life and money for years. That's correspondent Matt Piper. This is Texas News Radio. From ABC News, tech trends. Fall is just around the corner, and so are some new iPhones. Apple is calling its fall event this year California Streaming. Which kind of makes it sound like we're going to see like some new TV stuff, maybe some music. But actually, this is the annual iPhone event. Gizmodo's Caitlin McGarry says we can expect the iPhone 13 lineup to mirror the current iPhone 12 range. The base model iPhone 13, a 13 Pro, 13 Pro Max, and then a 13 Mini. Last year, Apple had three fall events. So far, they've only scheduled one for this year, which means chances are this one will be packed with other announcements as well. We are also expecting um, the Apple Watch Series 7, uh, a new iPad Mini, and new AirPods. California streaming is set to, you guessed it, stream from California on Tuesday. With Tech Trends, I'm Mark Remillard, ABC News. From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio.